Howdy and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This week we go back to August in our visit to Bodacious Barbecue in the pit room with Jordan Jackson and Scott Turner. This is the first of our efforts to do an audio pit tour and we hope the concept makes sense. Jordan and Scott walk us through their four unique pits. The first is a direct heat warming pit. This design uses coals distributed underneath the cooking surface with no offset firebox. The second pit is a large wide pit with an offset firebox, but the heat and the smoke enter the cooking chamber in the middle of the pit rather than off to the side as would be more traditional. The third pit is a repurposed steam tank and the firebox is located inside the steam vessel for a very unique cook. Essentially it's an insulated firebox except the air gap that provides the insulation is the cooking chamber itself. Very very cool pit uh, nicknamed Bowser and you'll get to hear about that in just a moment. The fourth pit is a vertical pit both wide and tall think of like a large bookshelf. Uh, it features a stone above the firebox to hold and distribute the heat very unique pit as well. Before we enter the pit room, I would like to say we do appreciate you listening. And if you have a moment, rate us on whatever podcast system you're listening through, as it helps promote our show. We've been upgrading our equipment every month, but just as a reminder, the pit room audio was back when we were still recording directly onto our phone with a single handheld microphone, so the audio quality isn't that great. Hey, it's what we have to work with. Our show is self-funded, and our biggest portion of our budget goes to eating the barbecue. We would also like to say thank you again to the Bodacious team for great barbecue and great time. Can't wait to get back out there. All right, we're back in the uh, pit room here at Bodacious. Uh, First pit we're looking at um, is a direct heat pit, and um, you guys use this mainly as a warming pit, is that right? We do. We also use it to cook. We have burgers on Fridays. We cook directly over mesquite charcoal. We cook pork chops, we'll cook, anytime we make our jalapeno sausage or the poblano sausage, Scott roasts all the peppers over the open coals. Yeah, nice. So what this pit is, it's almost uh, the same concept as a barrel pit with the internal firebox. And the, the firebox runs all the way across the pit, meaning you can put the coals anywhere underneath the racks that run all the way across. And it would be something that would be like a good whole hog cook cooker or something, but... You can put the stack in three different places on it. It has two doors. Oh yeah, you actually can move the stack. So you've yeah, got you've sure. got openings that you can pop up and move the stack over. Depending on technically the, the room. What's uh, the what's the pit nickname for this pit? This is just a warmer. Oh, uh, yeah, it's very anticlimactic. <laughs> it had two of these doors on it, but they're half inch steel and they're so heavy. And I would lift it about two or three hundred pounds a day, and I got tennis elbow. So I asked Larry Lewis to make an insert, which he did, with two slides on it. So we've got this one that holds the heat better, you know, direct heat. Mm-hmm. We cook over this, and then this side's the warmer. And I used to cook deep ribs on this pit in like three and a half hours. You can really kill some barbecue on it in a good way. So next, we have Danny Tanner. Scott, you want to talk about Danny? Sure. Right down the line of Danny Tanner. It's a completely insulated vertical flow pit. And it's almost a combination between offset and vertical flow because you've got and reverse. Yeah, and reverse almost, I guess. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. And we're looking at basically about, um, what, 15 about, feet? About a 15 foot, is it 13 feet by about 4 foot deep pit. You've got three different uh, chambers, I should say. And the, uh, it's like three pits in one. It, it is almost like three pits in one. And you've got the firebox in the bottom left. And that, uh, that has a 90-degree shoot towards the center, 90 degrees up from there. So the stack comes out towards the center of the pit, directly in the center, I should say. 
And so you've got uh, so many different levels of cooking, and uh, we've got multiple levels of racks. And so we can do, I mean, it's literally the most multi-use pit I think I've ever seen. Granted, I, I cook on the It's very pit, unique, and it, again, it's hard to even explain it, but I, I did take some pictures. I mean, so the, it's also you, 40 years old. 40 years old. You've got the, the, the firebox is integrated into the pit, um, but it comes over and shoots up in the middle of the pit. Um, exactly. So and then, then your your exhaust is up, but your exhaust is on the far right side as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's a combination of kind of that offset, but the the flow ends up being vertical because it shoots from ninety degrees straight up towards the middle of the pit. Kind of the the uh, that internal stack shoots out among the, that middle, and then you uh, you've got <coughs> this stack that goes out into the air on the far right side of the pit. So it's, uh, the stack is the exact opposite end of the pit as the firebox, but uh, I mean you can literally do anything you want on this pit. And on this pit, with that firebox being internal, the drip pan in it is right above the firebox. It's right below the bottom rack, so you're going to get extra heat from below and from above from that center stack. So you've got like a rib pit right here. Then you've kind of got like almost a I like to say it's like a poultry area. It's higher heat. Yeah, quick, quick cooking. Quick cooking. And then you got down here, this side's really gentle. And this pan is sloped down where it drips down. And it's about right here. And it's very, yeah. you know, the heat below the briskets and stuff is a lot cooler behind. Yeah. That bottom pan goes from about two inches from the left side all the way down to about what? Yeah. About a foot. About a foot yeah. from the, See, uh, the right side. And it, that heat going below it and traveling is it's cooler below, so it's more gentle for briskets. Yeah, very, very complicated pit design. I mean, I've, I've literally never seen anything like this before. It's, and it's, this pit has been given back to Roland three or four times because people said it wouldn't cook. <laughs> yeah. They, they've literally inherited a restaurant from Roland, franchise style, and then sent this pit back and requested a different one because they didn't have any idea how to cook on it. Mm-hmm. And if you were to take every pit out of this pit room except for one, this, this is, is what we would keep. This is what we would Absolutely, 100%. And it's three pits in one. And, and while these are all Bewley's, um, the this other... This was made by a man named Al Moore. Bewley Al Moore. done some work to it, but it, it's kind of like a Bewley slash Al Moore pit. And, and no uh, automatic <coughs> dampers on any of these, which no. is a, which is a common we, feature we, we of Bewley's. We do not keep dampers on them. No. Um, which is a lot more work, obviously, uh, running <coughs> these every night. It is. Uh, the next pit is our barrel pit that... Um, Almost one of a kind sliding doors on it. That this are, this is one of the field. coolest pits in Texas barbecue that I've seen. It's this is a phenomenal pit. This is an old steam tank off a train, and it looks like I always want to call it Bowser from Mario because the spikes. All yeah, the over spikes. It. Yeah, I, I can see that actually. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was gonna say from Sean on on, I'm like, whoa. Obviously, he's not that old. Wow, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're an old. <laughs> I was, and I was also trying to figure out the relationship, but Mario, no, Bowser, yeah. Bowser from Mario, yeah. So this pit is not a typical barrel pit. It actually has an internal firebox in it, like all the rest of our pits. And uh, Larry Lewis and Roland decided to keep the firebox. Yeah. So inside. yeah. So let's explain this. So first off, it, it's a it's a steam tank. Yes, it's an old steam tank that Larry Lewis and Luke and all them had to literally cut all the steam pipes out of. It was just full of them. They said, and it was sitting on somebody's property. And, and very, very thick. I mean, that's um, it's a half inch. Half inch, right. It's not it's, a quarter. It's, it's a half. so heavy. 
ridiculous. Uh, it, it doesn't look it until you know you start messing yeah, around. Yeah, until you try to move it. <laughs> so we've got eight inch stacks on all these. This fit is a single rack. It's, uh, I believe it's almost 40 inches deep. Uh, we can fit about 25, 44 pound briskets on it. But we've got a refract firebox in it. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So, <coughs> so this pit, unlike when you think of a barrel pit, you think of an offset firebox. So this firebox is actually inside the pit it's itself. internal, and it's actually a lot smaller than a typical firebox on a barrel pit. You see, like, some of these fireboxes that are built that are, like, four feet by four feet and stuff. They're huge. This pit, the firebox on this one is uh, very, very small, actually. It's a square box. It's about three, three and a half foot deep by about two feet wide, and it's all refract. And it's actually inside the pit, so every bit of heat this firebox produces stays inside this pit. Uh, it helps it insulate it a little bit more because it is not insulated, this pit is not. It's only a half inch thick. But it is the most even cooking pit we have. It is incredible. Um, we start our briskets out on here for about the first 10 or 12 hours and then wrap them and sausage. Just with, we use it as our sausage pit. We move all the briskets to Danny Tanner, hashtag Danny Tanner, uh, and finish them because it's insulated. And we leave it about six every day, and we, we do overnight cooking here in East Texas. That pit helps finish our briskets. And then here at the end, we have, which is similar to Danny Tanner, it's a... This is maybe, um, maybe eight feet wide by... <coughs> Almost six and a half feet tall. Yeah, it's a uh, vertical flow pit. It's an offset vertical flow. It, it has a stone inside of it. They're really good rib pits. So it goes like Danny Tanner. It takes a right turn, 90, and then goes up 90. But in this one, we have a stone in it where the heat comes from the firebox, and the stone collects the heat and disperses it evenly and keeps the – it just keeps wood from burning fast and – uh, actually burning the meat and the flames from kicking up. And we predominantly use this as a rib pit because <coughs> you're getting a chance to cook from below and above this pit. This one was designed with a stone offset right where you have a hotter zone over here. And then over here, if you have just one of these in a barbecue place or two of them, you, you got a cooler, more gentle side for briskets where you're not having so much direct heat below it. Then this side is really good for finishing ribs. We'll just constantly rotate ribs to this right side. And th this giant stone is is about maybe two feet in diameter. Yeah, it's. Um, it, I mean, I've I've, I've never seen that as well. Is that unique to this or um, this this style of pit? From this Bueller? is. This is. Uh, I don't know the guy's name. His name was Ted. I don't know his last name, but he was really famous for these little pits. And I think he actually had Bealey make them for cheaper than he could produce them for, and Bealey used to make them. So Larry and them are very familiar with them, and the traditional Ted pits do not have a frame on the inside. And, like, if you're trying to carry one on a trailer, they will collapse because wow. there was no, like, internal structure on them. But Larry and them have reworked this one. See, there's a it's got the frame inside of it now, and it's very sturdy, but... The traditional, I think Russell's got a traditional one. Uh, yeah. His has got a huge dent on the side of it, and that's the reason I knew it was a Puerto Rican. Right. I looked at, at Russell Regal's in uh, Houston. I, we went down there, and I saw that pit, and I saw that huge dent, and I said, I think you have an authentic Puerto Rican 
And he goes, how do you know? And I was like, because of that huge dent where there's not a frame inside of it. But this one is very solid. Yeah, I think Russell calls it Rico. I think he's, he's using it to cook all the ribs these days. Yeah, yeah absolutely. See, it's, yeah. it's just a deal. Like, everybody knows these that up in East Texas that have ever worked for Bodacious. They know these fits, and they know how great they are. And they're, you don't see very many of them anymore. No, and I, I, I think that's one of the things that, that's really unique about I mean, you've got four pits. Each pit is a completely different design. You guys are running these all night. Um, you know, manual. There's nothing automatic about them. Um, these these designs, I mean, you know, Bowser is just so cool looking. I mean, you can tell it's got like a, a soul to it. But um, all of these are very unique. And I think it actually elevates the art of what you're doing because um, this isn't automatic stuff. Each of these pits is going to have different temperaments and different wood and every wood use and everything else that you need. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in an era of, you know, Central Texas style barbecue being so popular. But no one can do the things that you guys are doing the way you guys are doing it because the way you're cooking it and the methods that you're cooking it, it can't be replicated because you've got so much history and so much character in what's going on in these pits, how they cook. We can't even replicate it. <laughs> like if we went to somebody else's pit room, we'd be like, we would we would get close to it, but this is it. This is our pits, and we don't need any more pits. Yeah, to see somebody that's like uh, running oilers or whatever, you got your rotisseries <coughs> and all these fancy pits with their thermostats and the, like, the whole damper systems, all that. I was fortunate enough to be able to just fall into the system that Jordan had created with rolling and everything, where they ripped all that you know the fancy crap off the dampers to where all you've got is literally a little like handmade little slide door with it, like a four to five inch little hole, and you you adjust that damper as you need it. Like you close it down if you need it to cool down, and you open it up if you need it to catch some more air. But it's it's as simple as you could possibly make it with. Uh, Without you know relying on some kind of thermostat or anything like that. And if you've ever, if you've ever looked at traditional Buley fans, they're very, they have a, uh, they're very thick doors and they have a pan in them and they're poured with refract and they they shut real. They have a different kind of uh, hinge on them when they shut. These are half-inch steel doors. That's it. They're, look how simple that is. Right. They don't have all that parts where you can slam. Slam it in the wood, break the concrete. They leak a little bit, and Roland's always been a big fan of letting your doors on your firebox and your pit leak a little bit. It's better so there's not combustion. And if you notice on that barrel pit, if you're looking down the edge of it, they're just laying on there. Oh yeah, those yeah. doors, those they, doors just slide along the track. They're not no locked smoke, in at all. Yeah, no yeah. smoke comes out of them. There is there is zero chance for combustion in that pit whatsoever. Yeah. Like, it won't happen. Like they literally, when they're even when the pit's hotter, the doors are more warped, and they're like a, an inch off touching the damn pit, and no smoke will come out of them. It's growing wow. so well, so that that's unique in itself. <laughs> oh, very cool. And and again, um, you know, I, I think you guys are doing a great job with these pits. But it, it's one of the things that really interests me about barbecue joints is is the technology of the pits and how the pits work. Um, I think you guys are doing great. Yeah, I mean, this has been uh, one of the more unique pit rooms we've been in. Um, and it's good to see, like I said, not only the character of the pits, but the different functionalities, what you can cook on them, what you can't cook on them. Absolutely. One pit might cook one thing well, one pit might cook another thing well. But uh, I guess it's, it's a good training ground for you, Scott. If you, oh, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Like, you, you know, you come into a, to a scenario where you don't know a damn thing. You know, you 
I, like I, you know, I, like I said before, you could, you, I could sit there and you know, turn circles around you if we're talking about salmon or, or beef tenderloin. But when it comes to barbecue, I, I'm a straight up newbie. You know what I mean? You walk in here without knowing a damn thing, and you have to embrace it. And when you, when you're fortunate enough to walk into a pit, a pit room like this, I've got four different pits, so it's, it's like learning four different styles of cooking all at once. Yeah. And so you get to you get to experiment with things like uh, like for example with the with the Texas Monthly list coming out the top fifty list our our you know uptake in, in production itself has more than doubled and so we're sitting here going from like on a busy quote unquote busy Saturday cooking you know maybe maybe twenty seven to thirty slabs of ribs to cooking you know somewhere in the realms of seventy two slabs of ribs wow wow like it, you're you you have to like kind of adjust on the fly. You know, and, and to have four different pits to choose from as to how how you want to create your system. So that's basically what the last six months has been, or however, however many months it's been since that list came out, four months or so. That like we we are taking on this uh, this new this new process, creating our own new system for how we want to manage how much product we're putting out. Well, well, you know, obviously with barbecue, you don't want to overshoot, you don't want to undershoot, you don't want to sell out at noon, but you also don't want to have you know, 20 briskets left at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, in our case, we, we're, it's all about a process of really just learning how each pit works. And and, uh, and and that process alone is what's given me the confidence to want to open my own place, you know, because it's this is something that you wouldn't learn anywhere else. You know, it's, it, this is something that you can only learn from Roland Lindsay and Jordan Jackson. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, See Chris out. See Chris out. Well, yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it's been awesome. We appreciate the time, guys. Um, Again, Bodacious Barbecue here in Longview, uh, number four on the Texas monthly list, uh, serving some fantastic barbecue, some unique items on uh, special days. I know they do uh, boudin on Wednesday, uh, burn-in boudin sometimes. They're doing a lot of different stuff. The candy bars are excellent. And the regular barbecue, the brisket, the ribs, the house-made sausage, um, fantastic stuff. And uh, we really appreciate uh, the opportunity to get to eat here, to get some time with you guys. And uh, thanks for having us. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you guys coming. I'm kind of geeking out. I'm not going to lie. I listen to y'all when I trim briskets, when I drive. And I'd never met Andrew a day in my life. I'd never even seen a picture of him. And he came in and ordered barbecue this morning. And I knew exactly who he was by his voice. <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, you're, you're creepy. I mean, you, you hired Brian uh, Bingham. You know, uh, maybe looking off the internet and peeking over his fence. And Note the self using accent on future orders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, we appreciate it, and, and uh, you know, we, we love having the interviews. Uh, any other future topics, anybody can let us know. Uh, any pitmasters that we haven't talked to or haven't lined up already, feel free to hit us up. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty much free roaming these days.